Hello, I'm Maggie Sancho, and today you're going to meet the abolitionists. But first, I'm going to tell you the story of John Brown. John Brown was born on May 9, 1800 in Torrington, Connecticut. His family had extreme anti-slavery views. He married twice and fathered 20 children. Brown failed at several business ventures before declaring bankruptcy in 1842. Still, he was able to support the abolitionist cause by becoming a conductor on the Underground Railroad and by establishing the League of Gilladites, an organized established an organization established to help runaway slaves escape to Canada. In 1849, he moved to the free black farming community of North Elba, New York. At the age of 55, Brown moved with his sons to Kansas Territory. In response of the sacking of Lawrence, Kansas, John Brown led a small band of men to Pottawatomie Creek on May 24, 1856. They dragged five unarmed men and boys believed to be slavery proponents from their homes and brutally murdered them. Afterwards, Brown raided Missouri, freeing 11 slaves and killing the slave owner. Following the events of Kansas, Brown spent two and a half years traveling throughout New England, raising money to bring his anti-slavery war to the South. In 1859, Brown, under the alias Isaac Smith, rented the Kennedy Farmhouse, four miles north of Harper's Ferry, Virginia. At the farm, Brown trained, trained his 21-man army and planned their capture of the federal arsenal at Harper's Ferry. Part of their plan involved providing slaves in the area with weapons of pikes and rifles. Brown thought that these armed slaves would join his army and free even more slaves as they found southward along the Appalachian Mountains. If the plan worked, it would cause fear in slave owners' hearts. On October 16, 1859, John Brown and his men raided the federal arsenal. Unfortunately for Brown, nothing went as planned. Slaves living in the area did not join the raid. Local militia and the United States Marines under Robert E. Lee put down the raid, and most of Brown's men were either killed or captured, including two of his sons. First up, we have Frederick Douglass. Hi, my name is Frederick Douglass. I was born a slave in February 1818 in Tilbuck Country, MD. I grew up as a slave, but I escaped when I was 20 years old. I had made attempts before this to escape, but was caught or betrayed. Finally, my free life began on September 3rd, 1838. My name wasn't always Frederick Douglass. It was Frederick Augustus Washington Bailey. When I, when I became free, my wife and I adopted the name Frederick Douglass, inspired by the poem, The Lady of the Lake. When I was a free man, I attended the first women's right convention. Only did I attend it, but I was the only African-American too. During the Civil War, I helped enlist free African-American men. I was also the first African-American to receive a vice presidential nomination and a vote for president at a major political party convention. I did not acknowledge the nomination or campaign for the office. I also read the book, Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass. During the Civil War, I gave many speeches. After the war ended, me and Abraham Lincoln wrote the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, which forbid slavery and granted formerly enslaved people equal rights. Where were you born and what were the views of slavery in that place? I was born in Talbot Country, MD. Slavery was viewed fine, but many people disagreed with it. What caused you to become an abolitionist? I was originally a slave and did not like how I was treated. What do you hope your impact on the world will be? To have colored people equal rights to whites. Next, we have William Lloyd Garrison. Hi, I'm William Lloyd Garrison. I am very well known abolitionist and journalist. I was born on December 10th, 1805 in Newport, Massachusetts. As for my parents, my father was an internet seaman who abandoned me and my family when I was three. Due to this, I lived in poverty while growing up. I joined the abolitionist, abolitionist movement when I was 25. Not soon after joining the movement, I wrote a newspaper called Deliberator. It became very well known and greatly helped the abolitionist campaign. I helped make the American Anti-Slavery Society. I was the president of the American Anti-Slavery Society for 12 years. During that time, I traveled across the country, giving lectures and speeches. Eventually, the American Anti-Slavery Society split due to disbelief about what would happen in the U.S. They split into two parties, the political party and the liberty party. 
that this division in the abolitionists lasted until the American Civil War in 1865. In the years leading up to the Civil War, I was one of the most well-known abolitionists. Many Southern slave owners hated me. They even put a bounty on my head. I wasn't only disliked by Southerners, but the Northerners also didn't like me that much. I was often attacked by mobs while giving speeches. Despite being disliked so much, I still kept on fighting to end slavery. Where were you born and what were the views of slavery in that place? I was born in New Boy, Massachusetts, and slavery was treated as if it was normal there. What caused you to become an abolitionist? I believe that it is society's goal to promote freedom for African Americans. What do you hope your impact on the world will be? I hope I can convince people to join the abolitionist movement and cause and abolish slavery. Last but not least, we have Sarah Moore Grimke. Hi, I'm Sarah Moore Grimke. I was born into a family of 14. I was the second child. My mother was Mary Smith and my father was John Grimke. My father was a rich planter and judge and an attorney in the South. My, my early experiences as a child shaped me to being an abolitionist and a feminist. I was educated by private tutors on subjects appropriate for young Southern women. My classes, the classes I took were French, embroidery, painting with watercolors, and playing the harp. My father allowed me to study math, geology, and history from the books in his library. I grew close to this to the slavery and worked with my family and family on being to in reading to young slavery slaves in the box for, on the Bible. I moved to Philadelphia and I went to several abolitionist riots, but I was removed because I was a woman. I left my native state on account of slavery. I stayed in Philadelphia a few months after my father had died. I met Israel Morris, who introduced me to Quakerism, specifically on writings of John Woolman. I returned to Charleston, but decided that he that she would, I would go back to Philadelphia to become a Quaker minister. I discovered that my late brother had three mixed race sons and a personal, by a personal enslaved woman. Welcome to the family, I worked to provide funds to educate his kids. who went on to successful careers and marriages. There were three leaders in the African American community. John, the youngest, was not interested in formal education and returned to the South to live. Where were you born and what were the views of slavery in that place? I was born in Charleston, South Carolina, and slaves were treated rudely. What caused you to become an abolitionist? Seeing the horrors that slaves encountered. What do you hope your impact on the world will be? For young women to be against slavery as I am.